Now, I have a, another special guest, a man I've known for a long time. Uh, you've probably seen him on uh, Bastardry. You've probably seen him in, what was that show where he played the clever man? Clever man. That was the name of it. Well, like, and also a man who's fought to keep the uh, Aboriginal acting scene alive for many, many years. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Charles. <laughs> okay, uh, right, okay. Yeah. Sweet. Right, uh, there we go. Bring it down to my size. Um, yeah, Wob and Jack are all uh, uh, to be good, good, good to be celebrating on uh, my mum's land, uh, the, the Bunurong country here. You know, I've, uh, I uh, acknowledge that uh, I, uh, I've had many great, great, greats walk this land, fish the river over there, the Birrarung, the Yarra, and, uh, and uh, related to many of the Woiwurrung clans across the, ac across the way. And that. So uh, I'm, I'm able to say uh, that uh, uh, I am a Wiradjuri man on my father's side, just recently discovered. And that is, I still have this profound sense of piss-offedness that it's taken me such a long time, well into my 70s now. I'm 75 this coming September to find out exactly, you know, who I am. Under that journey of discovery, who do I think I am? And that there are many people that are locked up in our prisons and our youth detention centres that don't know anything about their lives, who they are. So, uh, uh, so I'm in that unique position now working with the Archie Roach Foundation as his public spokesperson. I've kind of taken over the job of Foley as being the mouth here in the South. And that uh, at every opportunity, you know, impressing upon the system that uh, we would like, uh, now that we're negotiating with the government in regards to treaty, and that we're only following in the footsteps of, of the Canadian experience. We've been doing this for many years here in Australia. You know, we follow what Canada has done for their First Nations mobs and that. I was fortunate enough to do my show, Jack Charles versus the Crown, uh, last year, I think it was, over at Toronto. And while I was there, I was, it's a large province just outside Pro Toronto. I was invited to go and check out a prison there, uh, Beavers Creek Institution, a medium, high, low security place. And... Uh, I was uh, welcomed at the, at the gate by a father and son team dressed in prison uniform. And uh, they gave me a, a stupendous welcome to country on this humongous drum in their gym, their, their big uh, exercise room and that. Uh, Twelve of them around the drum and about 20-odd uh, surrounding them, chanting their tits off in their, in their language <laughs> and giving it Rachel Mazur and I a welcome to country. And, and, and uh, I, I, I was so impressed. It, it was a, uh, a tear-jerking stuff. You know, to, uh, to have been welcomed in a prison setting by these people and that. And so uh, I also visited a community uh, centre in Beavers Creek. It's locked in. I, I, I said to the, the chief that was overseeing that, every institution, he said, you know, we've had a change in our constitution over 100 years ago, right, to fit in with our treaty here in Canada. And exactly what... They were doing a recently up in Canberra when the Prime Minister dashed uh, this uh, uh, great dreaming of ours to have an accommodation, uh, dashed it with no, with no, uh, without a your leave, and that. So the Canadian, we're going to still continue the, in the footsteps of the Canadians to impress upon the gate the government down here, Daniel Andrews, and he's quite impressed 
with this program as a measure of his, uh, you know, acceptance that uh, treaty has to come about some time. And uh, we're the go-ahead uh, uh, state to actually undertake this big important measure of uh, having a treaty. And uh, one of the main list of demands is that uh, every institution that incarcerates or houses, um, uh, you know, Indigenous people, their First Nations mob down here, even the homes for the bewildered, should be uh, uh, protected by having a local elder living nearby who... Uh, who uh, is on a, a you know a paid to go in regularly and keep the song lines connected, if you will, uh, family connected, uh, uh, bringing their families in. This is under the Archie Roach Foundation. We want to impress that, to do this. It's taken a long time for the likes of myself to go back into prisons. I've been sneaking in under the radar. I'm, I, I feel I, I, I feel I'm so welcomed, even the private prisons. You know, the Fulham, the big one down there. You know, they paid for my sister and myself to you know, petrol money and put us overnight in a, in a, in a uh, motel in Sale. It's just so that we can be bushy bright eye and bushy tail the next Monday morning and that. And there was a hoot to be able to talk with uh, all those fellows there with my sister to be... Uh, uh, this is an American organisation, um, um, uh, GEO or whatever it's called down there. And uh, I remember the manager saying, oh, Jack, I'm so pleased to have you here. That's why I thought it was a good idea that uh, we look after you and your sister for the night so that make it easy to come back in here. Uh, the next, because I was there the previous week and I was knocked back. They hadn't expected me. But once he knew that I had come there, he rang us up and I was halfway back to Melbourne when he rang, can you turn around and come back, Jack? He was, like, he was willing to, to open the cells, to keep the cells open because you get locked up at 4.30 and he rang at 4.30. You know, so they wanted me to come back and uh, return and I said, no, no, it's too, you know, too windy and too wet. So uh, Monday we went back and uh, he said, listen, I need the evidence to show to my masters in America of you here in my office, you and your sister, and uh, you uh, photographs of uh, evidence of you talking to, to uh, the fellows uh, outside there. So uh, uh, that's been done. Uh, so um, uh, another little story in regards to America. You know, you never thought that a bloke like me would be able to take my show, Jack Charles versus the Crown, to a place like America. I've got a significant past criminal record, and they don't like uh, criminals coming into the, into the USA and that. But, you know, I'm not allowed as an Aboriginal elder for that to become an impediment to my journey. I barge forth anyway, and I got a lot of letters of support from people over here. Even the Victorian police wrote a glowing report on moi and that, you know. So I arrived from Canada after witnessing, bearing witness to what the Canadians do for their First Nations people in prison. And I take the, next, the flight to into New York the next day and I land there. I'm directed to the second gate where the usual suspects like me go. Eh? <laughs> and there's big a black and American, black American there behind the desk. And he takes one look at me and he spots me. He knows me. He's on his mobile. Oh, Mr. Charles, I've been expecting you. Sit over there. You know, so I sat over there, and once I sat, I started to take all the paperwork out of my dilly bag to show him. You know, I was so proud that everybody, you know, even all the old actors around, you know, were, uh, had written glowing reports on moi. And, uh, and, uh, and he said, oh, he spots me. And he said, oh, no, Mr. Charles, I don't want to see any of the paperwork. Just come here, Mr. Charles. And he's on his mobile, and he said, uh, Mr. Charles, uh, look, uh, 
I've been Googling you. <laughs> he said, I admire your journey. I admire what you've done, Mr. Charles. And without a buy your leave, welcome to country. Well, welcome to New York and joy. And that's so the thing is, I'm going down to prison. It's my job to impress upon the population that are trapped behind bars, that are trapped in some, some uh, government-sponsored addictive drug and, and et cetera, or shooting up uh, the patches, to tell them to, uh, to, to belay shooting up patches, the cigarette patches. You're coming out here. Uh, I've seen the evidence that so many, uh, too many people are coming out of our prisons uh, after having shot up the patches and they come out all bent over, all decrepit, and uh, we have no hope for them. Their mental stability is awry, uh, their legs don't work, their arms don't work, and their minds aren't working too, focusing properly. Uh, so uh, it's our job, you know, as elders in our community, to start working on uh, uh, reinstating that which we've lost for so many years. You know, all our community centres in the state of Victoria have been abandoned, decommissioned, you know, because it was seen that they weren't run with cop proper corporate practices. So we need to start a new leaf this year. We need to impress... And the Daniel Andrews government is very aware that we can't do anything for our people in our small and large towns in the state of Victoria unless we reinstate community centres, local hubs, even a town like Horsham. This needs to be 24-7 measure. There's a lot to unravel, a lot of minds, young minds and older minds, to begin to unravel. And you can only begin to unravel these lives and re, you know, put them on a, a proper straight black path towards a, a better future for them. It can only be done in a, the sanctity of a local community centre. It doesn't mean to say that um, anybody in that town you know, it, it needs to be open for all, even those that are in our country towns that are, are the children of those that have sought sanctuary and we've given them succour and sanctuary in our country. By the way, I might add, there's been no real... Nobody's come up to me and I haven't read it in the papers about groups of blacks around the state, around the country, that have ever objected to people seeking sanctuary onto our lands right across the, the nation. Okay? So uh, that's why I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I think it's there. I haven't checked it out, but I've been told that uh, that uh, first painting that uh, Anne Doe did of me in his uh, Brush With Fame series, you know, although with me it was a brush with infamy, but it was a hoot of an interview. It went viral and that. So people here, you know, I, I'd, I, I'd told a lot about my life in Bastardy the Docco and in certain uh, uh, keynote addresses around the place, but uh, Anne Doe, was one of those great extractors. He extracted me uh, from me information that I haven't divulged to anybody before. So that's why it went, it went viral here and overseas. And I was grateful to be in a position at the Screen uh, Producers Awards Night, Spa Awards, to be able to say uh, to me, because I rose, my, my, uh, my fame instantly rose after a documentary. So I was there to pick the best documentary for the year last year and the best series documentary. And lo and behold, Ando won the uh, series documentary. And it was great because I had to collect the prize he was hiding over in Europe studying the Masters and that. But, uh, yeah, that's... Um, he, and, of course, um, he did uh, uh, a special one for the Archibald, um, working on the one that he did for, from the, the program... Uh, of uh, and uh, a brush with fame, and uh, it 
every year since 2008, some enterprising artists down here, of note and some not important, have uh, entered uh, a, a, a portrait of me in the Archibald. And I've said, no, 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 it's a Sydney push. We're never going to get anywhere. We're from fucking Melbourne, you know? You know? <laughs> You're from Melbourne. And lo and behold, you know, years later, you know, I, uh, I get painted by uh, Ando. He's a Sydney artist. So, yeah, yeah, it's who you know sometimes, you know, because it was, it was plucked, never been done before, but plucked amongst the three finalists at the Archibald. It didn't win, although a lot of people said it should, huh? And, uh, but uh, it, 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 it won the People's Choice Awards. So it's been travelling around Australia. So I'm very pleased that, uh, you know, uh, just as showing by living my life as an example of, of what an elder statesman should look like, what an elder statesman should be heard doing and that. So um, I've been on this merry roll for some time now and, uh, and uh, soon uh, I'll be uh, working a little bit more often. Uh, I'm getting on. So the idea is that uh, I need to go back in jail because I reckon we can source our next uh, mob of actors from, uh, from our jails, uh, our next mob of uh, elder states people from prisons. If I ever opened a workshop, I would be calling for workers and I'd be advertising workers needed, criminal record needed, uh, okay, you know, but not necessary, you know, because I believe that you have to use the men and women with the lived experiences that think of themselves beyond, as beyond reproach and that. But once you start gaining the full context of your indigenousness, you really do understand that there's no backtracking and that you have to go forward because everybody's watching you. You're in this unique position in life. And so a lot of people, you know, uh, you know open their own hearts and their minds to uh, where I've been, my story and my image, and they want to emulate them or they want to gain some, some you know, some purpose in their own lives by uh, bouncing off uh, 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 the uh, experiences of my own life and that. So... Um, I'm now, um, I've put Jack Charles versus the Crown. I've just done Japan with it. I was traded for a week over in Japan. It was all arranged through DFAT, Department of uh, Foreign Affairs and Trade. It's a hoot for my band, uh, my three band members and my three crew to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to go to Japan uh, and uh, to the Sichuoko uh, Arts uh, Centre over there, Performing Arts Centre, beautiful theatre, and uh, gee, they treated us like kings over there and that and uh, uh, so um, and that was just closely you know following uh, a uh, uh, the second last uh, overseas tour in Auckland Arts Festival so I put JC uh, Jack Charles versus the crown I put JC on a on a coat hanger and he's hanging in a cupboard somewhere now I want to forget about JC versus the crown show for a while uh, I will be doing it probably doing it here you know the, everybody does you know you, you bring back an old show uh, this is still relevant. My show is still relevant because it's still my show. It's a Melbourneian story, written by a Melbourne, co-written by a Melbourneian man, and they uh, uh, and uh, the great uh, John Rom, Drum Romerall, uh, who's uh, pretty crook at the moment, and that. And uh, I hope he uh, he lives to, to be uh, uh, with us uh, for the next um, uh, for the next um, um, uh, for the next year or so on that. Uh, but um, um, hepatitis. Uh, the, the lung and the you know uh, kidney and all that kind of stuff uh, starts failing us when we're getting older. I'm lucky, you know. I pulled up I, I, in plenty of time. You know, I stopped at 60, I think it was, 
So here I am, you know, at uh, 75 and that, and uh, a testament to the fact that uh, if, you, uh, if you really do do about uh, who you are, you know, you have to live your life as an elder statesman because everybody is, is watching you, everybody's listening to you, and they, they want to come up to me. So I don't, you know, I love the idea of total strangers coming up to me on public transport, you know, you know uh, trip an arse over tit to engage with me. And that this is brilliant. It's great to be, you know, a, a recognised person and that, you know. Um, I was recognised even when I was a thief and I was one of the most wanted here in Melbourne and that, you know. Everybody recognises me and that, you know. But, uh, 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 but look, uh, I, 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 I'm, you know, uh, I hope next week... With, uh, you know, we've done a few things for NADOC. We've had the elders' luncheon. It was the biggest mob of elders uh, at the elders' luncheon up at the Advancement League that we've ever had. And, uh, but uh, there was a time when I would turn up at the elders' luncheon and I'd be told by a couple of fellas or asked, what am I doing there? Okay? So there are certain parts of my story, my history, that will only come out in the book. I'm writing a book now. This is what you do when you get to my vintage. You start writing a book, you know. So I'm, a, I'm being ably assisted by uh, Namilla Benson, an islander uh, from Triple R uh, and uh, Radio National. Now, she's rested from that because there's so much about me that we have to write and that. So I've been putting it all out to her and she's writing it. I'm calling it uh, uh, Jack Charles, a born-again blackfella uh, because I, I want to impress. It's a, such a simple... Title, you know, I was going to say the big black book of Little Jack Charles, a born again black fella, but I just like Jack Charles, a born again black fella, because I am just as passionate as a born again Christian about my newfound uh, Aboriginality, my heritage, my culture, my law. Thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you. Hey, 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 stick around. We've got another treat. Uncle Jack there has agreed to do a song. Yeah. But, but afterwards, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Hannah Presley. I'd also like to thank Max Delaney, uh, Vicky Cousins, uh, Jason Tamaru. These are all the people that are partly responsible for today and for dragging me here. So I'd like to thank them personally and on behalf of all of us here. And Laurie, we were, yeah, Hannah Presley's dad over there. Laurie, we're trying to get a photo of um, all the white hairs. You want to come and join us after Jackie's song? So um, why don't you wait for um, Jackie to do his number and then... Uh, Jason will make a few closing remarks to close the night or afternoon and then we'll get that photo of all the uh, grey hairs. <laughs> Silver foxes. Many years ago in Bendigo Jail, I read Kath Walker's book of poems, Hooteroo Knuckle. And I was particularly like a poem called Son of Mine. It was written for Dennis Walker, her son, who was nine years old at the time, bitching about why he had to fight these kids at school. So she wrote this uh, poem. 
and I put it to music in jail. I had a rock band in jail, in the Bendigo jail, called the Just Us. And we sang this number in four-part harmony. I sang it in falsetto as the lead singer, okay? Because I thought it was a woman's plaintive cry to her son, son of mine. My son, your troubled eyes such mine Puzzled and hurt by color line Your black skin soft as velvet shine What can I tell you? Son of mine Well I can tell you Of heartaches Hatred Hatred blind I could tell you Of crimes That shame Shame mankind A brutal wrong And deeds malign of rape, rape and murder, son of mine. But I will tell you instead of brave, brave and fine, when lives are black and white and twine, and men in brotherhood combine this will i tell you son of mine well i will tell you again oh brave brave and fine when lives Oh, black and white and twine And men in brotherhood combine This will I tell you, son of mine Son of mine Son of mine. Yeah. Yeah, so happy night off next week, you mob. Happy night off. Thank you. You have been listening to an ACCA podcast recorded by ACCA, the Australian Centre for Contemporary Art in Melbourne. To listen to more from us, subscribe to ACCA on Apple Podcasts or follow ACCA on SoundCloud. To find out more about our exhibitions and programs, visit acca.melbourne and sign up to our mailing list.